Welcome to podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We are here with Triviality, who have committed double homicide. You did it! You killed two kids, everybody! And not for uh, the first time. I mean, just yes, just, yes. The, just the one time. I think just imaginary. it's manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> technically, it's little girl slaughter. Uh, <laughs> no geese were harmed in the making of this podcast. That's right. Uh, you guys, c- congratulations. You, you finished the room. You found it. This was, I will say, a tough one. I, mm. yeah, so my design of this room, I had written it, I wrote it a million years ago, and then when I started typing it up to get it out of draft notebook stage, I realized not only does this room make no sense the way I've written it, it is insanely easy. So for the first time possibly ever, I completely scrapped and rewrote a room and made it significantly harder. Yeah, so good work getting through it. Yes, and thank you for the little nudges also. well, I will They've ta- all I will, been cut from the final edit. But I will talk about some of these little nudges uh, in a second because I, I think they're interesting to talk about from like a puzzle perspective about what was catching you. But I wanted to say first, yes, this was a hard one. And I think this was a hard one because I play tested this recently as well. And it's hard because like often with an escape room, you do something and it solves to get you the next thing. And then you solve that and you get to the next thing. And then maybe later on you find something that requires like four or five different things to happen. But for this one, it was like, you have to collect so many little pieces and then connect five or six of them together to solve one puzzle. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think it was a good thing that we surveyed the whole situation exactly. right, off the, right off the bat. You made your connections even. very well with these things. Like yeah, when you had like all of the pieces, the, uh... you put them together nicely. I would say this is the the Elden Ring of uh, escape rooms. <laughs> yeah. They just they just plopped you in the middle and they're like, "Have at it!" And you don't know where to go and nothing jumps out at you. You just but like, you just on your own there. Because you think about those geese, all right? To get like it's to so open much. up the stir. Right? If we want to stir some milk, you had to find three separate outfits, f- realize that those had three separate messages on them, realize that the three geese had names that were puns for those out- outfits. Find the geese's eggs, which told you which parts of those uh, ones to take. Use the egg weight, or use that solution to, to weigh the eggs to find out which geese are good and bad, which tells you which of their names you use for the other puzzle, which tells you what to look for in a in separate list of goose names, and then you can stir milk. And you cannot <laughs> do any of those things until you've done all of those things. It's Correct. so much connecting at once. It's it's a very like top heavy room of trying to find everything and then the solutions come at the end. And I was concerned about writing one like that. Yeah, well I I, think... I feel smarter, so thank you for saying all those yeah. nice things. Uh, yeah. I think taking <laughs> taking things just like one thing at a time, even when you have all the information, trying not to like let it interfere in each I think you did a good job at separating yeah. the things like that. Like, okay, let's put the let's put the costumes on the geese, like you know, <laughs> yeah. and then and then write the letters down. Well, I think so often in escape rooms there'll be something that's like specifically, oh, that's something with eight, and there's an eight-digit code over here. But mm-hmm. this was different in the sense that you had to have all the information and then eliminate some of the information to get to the correct amount of information. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not usual. Usually, it would be like. Oh, it's a six-digit code. There's six letters on these things. You either got to unscramble it or it's the word. But this was not like that. So I thought Which, it was yes. it was fun and very con- confusing when we were talking it out. And yet you made those connections, and I was actually really happy that it worked that way. Like you're saying, oh, I need a six-letter code. 
well, we have a selection of three six-letter words here, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that none of them individually was the right answer, but they were the key mm. to getting the right answer. And that mm. I thought was interesting because you got caught up on something that I got caught up with, and I wonder if you did this with a ve- with intention, oh, really? Danny, which is that you have the three six-letter words. Yeah, you realize you take. There are like two letters from each of those words that are different. Uh, and which you would assume get you a six that that's going to be six letters. But instead, the remaining 12 letters gets you a phrase that means another six-letter word. You know what? <laughs> which was just a slap in the face to people who count numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just consider for a moment the creation of this particular puzzle. <laughs> sure. And trying to find three longer words that you can cut letters from to make words that also fit together to give a coherent puzzle clue. I mean, it was very impressive. It was insane. You, you have a wonderful mind. That's <laughs> I, all I can say. Oh, please. I was trying to do other ones. I just found some, you've got in my notes, some random words. Like I've got lament becomes lame. Beaker becomes beer, where I was just trying some words that worked. And then I went, oh, what's a clue that can work to give an answer? And I went, bird like crow. Bird so like crow? Is there any way to make Raven? six letter words yeah. out of bird like crow where you only get rid of two <laughs> letters from each? Nope, that's not nope. a thing. And eventually I came up with goes with salt, gorgeous with a basalt. And, and it worked? It took a while. That was fun though. It was cool. It was good when you get it. You feel good. Honestly, well, the, the, the hardest part was... Coming up there with the pirate puns. No, pirate, <laughs> pirate puns is easy. I would just sit here and do pirate puns all day. If you've never listened to our show, that's what our show is. It's just... <laughs> It's a series of pandemic is what they called it. Well, I mean, usually this is one of the first things we ask people in the post show is what moment did you individually feel best about yourself? What made you feel cleverest? uh, Not including the pirate puns. Um, I I definitely felt inferior on the pirate puns. (laughs) I, I enjoyed the moment where I was able to decipher that the sections of the eggs that were bad were coordinated with the costumes and I immediately got mm. the goes with That was great. Yes, mm-hmm. that was a good... And it's that kind of connection that's so important because they're all goose connected. But I like this idea of like, wait, wait, wait. Each of those eggs has three sections. Each of our outfits has three yeah. sections. Mm. And, if, and when you, and these when are the you take it things... out of letters and numbers for me and into mm. spatial awareness, that's where ah. I can But it's interesting stuff. as well. Like This is one of those things where people can get caught up with how they do their notes or things like that. So like, if you had not written... Like if you had just written out like uh, with a gorgeous basalt, there's a chance that you may have not remembered that those came in two letter sections that had a verticality to them. Right. Uh, and I'm intrigued. You, you figure that out. How have you written those down in your notes? Uh, I put the, the three words on the side, but I also had, well, well, mainly the image to go off of. So mm. when I, when I was doing those, I was looking at the image of the, mm. The clothes. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing to because we had this happen on our uh, on the last episode where our players found a, a letter that was like turned on its side and they and they had to rotate it ninety degrees, but they did that so automatically that they didn't remember that they had actually done that. They just wrote down what the letter was, like oh, we got a big F. We so when they F then somewhere. had to turn something else ninety degrees mm. later, yeah, they found other letters that they didn't realize they had to turn on their sides because they'd forgotten. They just wrote down a big F. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of interesting that you can forget sometimes. But you, you did great at being able to catch that straight away, that they mm-hmm. had that verticalness to them. Were there any other yeah. smart moments from other people? Made you feel good? Well, uh, Matt was the mastermind behind the uh, the, the dishes and the color I coordination. Was, I was right? very mm-hmm. convinced immediately that 
that was going to be the order. But I always think that it's we had a digit, so you're looking for yeah, we were overcomplicating that. Yeah, looking mm. for some kind of numbers, and I did that. That was like the first thing I said. It was, was. Like, it's a three digit. We got to count these things, which was true. Yeah, but was I needed true. more information. <laughs> so. And I think so. This is we were talking before about this as being like a little push, a little hint that needed help because this is one of those things where I feel like sometimes as players you can get caught up in an idea, and the idea that you seem to get caught up with was that you were being given that the that the point of the brochure was to give you a reordering of your meals. Like mm. the first one mm. is going to be the one that is most like green and the and the low, th third one's going to be the one that's most yeah. like orange because we are getting whereas we were banking on the idea that these dishes have like you know what the first second and third meals are because there's an entree there's a main there's a dessert and so you must be needing to get something else and like that was the only push you need it was like do you need is this going to give you the order i just wanted to play with the food is all it's <laughs> true now that is interesting because i specifically called them first dish second dish third dish to avoid regionality naming problems but that may have caused this maybe problem that did. maybe it would have been better if you called them entrees mains and yeah desserts. well in america we generally eat out of a trough you just put all the <laughs> <laughs> so we just we just go uh, you were screwed either way yeah <laughs> You should have made one of them a burger, one of them fries, yeah, and one of them a milkshake. Then they wouldn't so know the what was going on. The problem is, I always eat my fries first. I do too. You dip the fries you dip in, the in the car. Burger would go last. <laughs> Disgusting. One uh, moment that I was happy with the some like oh my god the two moments actually one getting pirate as soon as the eggs were ranked good or bad you were straight to pirate. Oh, I can't yes. remember who was that. Oh, yeah, pirate was like <sighs> staring me in the face because I wrote P I R, and then on a new line B I mm. was it T, yep. and then A T E on the next line. So I just saw pirate in these letters and bit rate, but that that didn't seem to make sense. <laughs> well, and it's funny I had it the other way, so I had the three geese written out, kind of you know one, two, and three. I didn't the same way that see. I didn't even I didn't even worry about the other letters that weren't circled. I just wrote down the circled letters. One well, below so. it, I wrote the so I have you know P I R B I T A T E spaced out, but all in one row. And so yeah, yeah as soon as I we had omitted Bill, pirate was yeah. immediately there. Well, I was actually worried after having done it because now, like, I'm sure you you're doing the same when you look back at your notes or, or what you've got there, like. And pirate the word pirate is so right obvious. there. So I was so worried you, you that you would just look at it immediately and be like, oh, well, this probably says pirate. We can ignore the middle. Because look, it says pirate right there. Because once you've taken out that middle, it, it just seems so clear. Uh, mm -hmm. I got really worried that you wouldn't even need to solve the puzzle. You'd just be like, oh, pirate, done, moving on. That's true. He made me put some contingencies Fair. in my notes for if that happens. <laughs> I think I did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, we need more inf info. Uh, yeah. I was giving you that, but I was going to make it so that you still uh, needed to release the eggs and deal with all the eggs before the uh, scale yeah. would let you mess with it. So yeah, there was some fair. more gatekeeping later. Yeah, well, I, I think I think that just just finding the word pirate in those letters, though, would not have made me generally look in, in the Geese Perhaps book not for a yet. pirate. No, that's definitely a because it was like a team activity. It was like once we once we found out that these uh, these geese were the village people and did all that <laughs> stuff, then I realized that they right. all have vocations outside of being egg. That is true. Yeah. Right. Invocations coming into this that they gave I, up for the privilege of. <laughs> I did wonder how, as I was drawing them, I did realize how village people I was making them. I can't remember. 
I think I came up with the um, ballerina construction cowboy as things that had good distinct pieces of outfit first. Then I came yeah, up with yeah, the man. pun names. Good, and barista. Incidentally, oh, <laughs> realizing uh, that the names were puns, that was a fun moment to hear. I like mm -hmm. anything that's like a sounded out clue is fun on a podcast. Well, when I saw built up, I got it right away and I was kind of trying to figure out how wither or whatever would work with that. But then it was Bill uh, Withers. Bill Withers. Mm. Yeah. Cat Toman. <laughs> Cattleman. Got it. Nailed it. Yeah, I pirouette. I still <laughs> I said that out loud. I'm like, that must be the other one, but I don't get why. <laughs> 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 they are tough sometimes, like where you you just need to say them in a kind of a weird way. Like pierrouette does not quite sound like pirouette, but you just got to kind of go for it. Yeah. I mean, we do before and afters on our show all the time for swing Love around. That. And most yeah. of the time they are some stretches. <laughs> Usually I've written those ones. Yeah. Oh, there was one recently. I can't remember what one it was because I have no idea what order I'm listening to your episodes. I do the most recent ones and a collection of old ones at the same time where there was one and it was a movie combined with, it was the page masteroids. That's what it was. Masteroids. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that makes less sense in our accent. Yeah. Masteroids. Oh, sounds like you need a cream for that. <laughs> it does. It is one of those things because that, that happens all the time. It's the same when you, because you see a lot of word puzzles like that, like online in fun podcasts, when you're watching like uh, British panel shows, they like to do these sorts of word ones. And it's, and it's really funny the extent to which when they're not from the same sort of region Sometimes as you, they don't have the same accent. Not equate, yeah. You yeah. just have to be like, okay, I've got to put on like American stuff for us is very common because you because of the R difference. So so often the R you difference have these, and some vowel differences. Yeah, there's, as well. there's differences. In, yeah, that's the big one in in like an American accent or in a lot of American accents. The O and the A sound. The O overlap. sound and the A H sound. Yeah, so you have the 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 what's the the cot court merger? Yeah, is what they call it. So like. For us, cot, like a thing a baby sleeps in, and caught a completely different vowel sounds. But for some American accents, they're both like an open R, like a cart and mm. cart. I cart it and I put it in a cart. And so, like, mm. and so you get these these rhymes that exist in American accents that don't exist in Australian, as well as hard R. So you see word puzzles sometimes, and this is also true when you see a British one where they'll be like, oh, yeah. you'd be on uh, they'll like a mock the week thing, and they'll put these words together, make a pun out of it. And then you go like, that does not work for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so you have to, so often when you're doing puzzles online, you have to be like, wait, 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 let, let me put on like a, oh, oh let me put on a weird accent this? and read this yeah, clue again. We'll see if something yeah. new pops out. Uh, it's very funny, those sorts of things. Um, the first episode of this season had uh, <laughs> as a series of like reading words out in a list. And it's fun. To create a puzzle. And once you know it, Every time they say it, it's like, yeah, you've just said the answer. And they're saying it over and over again. You're like, I don't know what this means. What could it possibly mean? And I had a little bit of this with you guys where I wasn't sure if you'd gotten Cattleman yet, but you kept saying, this is Cattleman. I was like, surely they've got it. They've said it over and over again. Uh, that oh, is no, we definitely did not get oh. it until. <laughs> well, once we figured out Bill Top. Mm. I need to hire me a Cattleman. Cat we call that a cowboy. Cowboy, yeah. Well, you might say a Cattleman. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> We've just so been put... watching all of Fresh Off the Boat, so yeah, we had so Cattleman's, Cattleman's Ranch, Ranch in mind. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. It's not called Cowboy's uh, Ranch. It's fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, it took me. It took, I, if nobody said it, I would have just gone the whole game not recognizing the puns, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh. And it's fair enough, but it's just once you know it, you can't unhear it. It's very, it's yeah. just a funny thing. 
Yep, so it, it totally changes your perspective on it. <laughs> can I tell you some of the puzzles that I had in my original version or just some of the oh, notes yeah, I have in the original thing? Oh, yeah, solve them like that. Well, uh, a first problem that I had was that you could not reach into the tank of water because it was too cold for you to get clothes oh, out of it. No. I had no solution for this in my notes, <laughs> and it was at that immediate point that I scrapped the room. <laughs> that was it. That was what gave it to you. Didn't you can just add some gloves somewhere? Apparently, I had. Oh, you no... have to warm your hands up by holding them in a goose's wings. I... Oh, you gotta warm them I up on a goose. No and then means come of doing it. Nice hot um, goose egg. Some of it stays the same. Get gum, then get Carla onto tipped onto tipped scale. After gum removed, you get the option to swap foods for next bre- next batch. Elsewhere, you found a menu or hints of one. Uh, gum lock scale device. Yep, those are words. Um. Uh, I needed a goose treat, but I had made it much more complicated than just grab a piece of melon. It was grabbing different things from throughout the room. You needed a hat, you needed green milk, and you needed a garnish of something from one of the new meals. Okay, that's kind of fun. Little little shopping list. I wanted you to have to crack open the three eggs to find hints in them that would give you those food ingredients. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, and, I was surprised we didn't try breaking the eggs. They would have been solid and luxurious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I need. I wanted for that you to use a giant nutcracker, and that was going to be hidden inside the stirrer or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I want—a five-hour escape room where you just keep it just keeps going and going, and you never ever get out. That's and what mine is like. <laughs> I, I had very simple maths equations to unlock the shoots. Simple uh, for some. <laughs> it was literally they were all numbered. Like one had a five on it, a three, a seven, and an eight, and you just had to put like a plus minus times divide or equal sign at places where they would belong. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Oh, You've got to make sure you're doing your bod mask correctly. It was half formed. Uh. <laughs> I think I wanted like five times three equals seven times eight. Oh, uh, five yeah. pl- seven plus eight uh, is what I was those, going for those there. Those are pretty standard in escape rooms. I see those kind of mm. puzzles, uh. like the squares where they got to equal whatever. Sudoku-style yeah. puzzles. There's yeah. a certain amount of leniency on things like that. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, clearly I had confused myself quickly, and <laughs> I do think I think I remember much. being there when you were trying to write. You were like, "Oh, well, I've designed that. Let me write up my notes." And then you went, mm. "Oh, none of these make any sense." I just <laughs> this room doesn't it. exist. I I just got mad, skipped it, and started typing up room four instead. True, um, which you know, for people playing along at home, we have already recorded before this episode. So room four, yeah, is that one done. went fine. Um, mm. I will say it's an interesting one with this. Uh, because uh, I just want to talk about this because uh, you you guys do a lot of trivia, right? You're, obviously, you're trivia, triviality. It'd be weird a, if you didn't. A little bit. Uh, yeah. But, like, surely you, you, you would know this idea of, like, you can sort of learn with trivia the kinds of things questions are going to ask you. Especially, mm-hmm. especially, like, if you're watching Jeopardy or things like that. You can kind of feel like, oh, this sounded confusing, but really it's only asking this specifically order to like you can kind of right. you start to learn how questions are formed and also you you guys have a, a a whole shtick of like hiding hints in the wordings of the questions which is also very i feel like is a kind of a jeopardy thing as well there'll be like a and little that's pun. definitely a thing that we do as well yeah, i hide right? clues in the wording well this is what i was going to say so uh, i feel like there's a thing with trivia where even if you other than just learning facts there's a lot of skill in trivia in learning to properly interpret questions or to properly understand where a question is sending you. Yeah, well, the, so the thing is, facts are boring. Uh, <laughs> most people don't like it. If it was the podcast was just, here's things you may know or not know, I don't think anyone listens to it. But being able to kind of 
suss out a question based on something else you might know or context clues mm. um, gives you gives everybody a chance to play. And then if you're like, oh, I could have known that, like that's a that's a fun feeling rather than like who would yes. know that after a question after you get an answer. So that mm. that's just I think that that you know if you wanted that, just read Trivial Pursuit cards. You can do that. But like that's not what I recommend that as well. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. learning things. But that's but, not what what our podcast is about. The so. real way you use Trivial Pursuit cards is you go through a card, and every time you do not get the whole card correct, you need to do uh, six push-ups for that card. <laughs> push up for the card. Yeah, and, you've got to keep, yeah. and you've got to keep going until you get a full card correct. That's it. That's so how you, get, that's how you, you either get nice. really ripped, or you know your trivia, so you don't have to do any exercise. You're really ripped and really smart. <laughs> uh, one or the other. It's like Professor the, Hulk. Now, the way you do these, uh, your trivia questions in that sort of semi-hinted, fun question written way, that actually really helped me recently in one of the big international quizzes that gets done because the uh, a huge chunk of this paper uh, of these questions was written in that style. Like I looked at the paper, I looked at the first 10 questions and went, oh my God, this is just like how triviality does it. I feel very comfortable here. And apparently some of the other people who had done the quiz, that was totally new to them. And they didn't spot that there were little hints in the wording and things. And mm. they found it really unusual. Whereas yeah. I just went, oh, someone had fun with this. Yeah. Like if, if the trivia questions are written well, um, sometimes a hard question, you'll be able to see like this, this is obs obscenely hard if it's this answer. You know what I mean? Some obscure mm. answer oh, yes. that you've thought of. So it's probably not that answer, right? Definitely. And, yeah, and then it's, maybe it's you like can find learned... a hint in there to the correct answer. Mm. Or and like... that in a recent one of yours is a question about like a Pacific Island nation. I just went, all right, well, I'm going to cut out like eight of them because I know no one ever knows anything about them. Yeah, it's not going to be about Palau. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's a bit of game theory too. Yeah, game theory. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really good for true or false questions too because you got to imagine the question writer writing it in both a true way and a mm. false way. Yeah. So you could oh. say, in a million years, would this question writer have thought to write this question if it's false, if they just <laughs> made that up? Or no, yeah, you know? absolutely. I would love to do that more writing trivia. Just, you know, those things where they're like, true or false? Like Elton John once lost his glasses on stage and had to play uh, blind, but the audience helped him out. Or something, and you did some funny little story. Like, no, false. That's boring. I just made that up. Yeah, no, I, I made, made that you know, up. No one would ever do always this. Good. They're always yeah. true. They're always. So I found a fun fact. Let me write it as a true or false. Mm. Right. I think that's this initial thing with this, like looking at puzzle design from the same sort of lens, is like you thinking about like learning in an escape room what you need to know or what sort of stuff is going to be given. So like obviously there's a classic one of escape rooms have a lot of the opposite of trivia, where if the answer is trivia, generally you, you go, oh, that's not going to be it, right? They can't expect me to just know this. So there's mm -hmm. going to be a clue to lead to some other version of this answer. Right. But I think in this room, one of the ones that was interesting was, again, with those meals, is like trying to, to think about the puzzle as like, well, how is this going to, like, is this going to give us a three-digit combination? Is that like, is that what we're getting? And if so, how could we tailor these clues to make us get that which is sort of where we ended up with where it was finally like oh wait we must have to count these things in a way that's going to get us three distinct digits right. and i think when you yep. focus on that end goal you can sort of parse the the way the clues exist and how it's all together like well how is this going to help me find three numbers mm. and it's like a learned skill for escape rooms to get better at 
at sifting through the stuff in the in the in the clues into what you found that isn't going to matter and is going to matter or what words to look at can help when yeah. you get end up on this like goal oriented final thing like what am i going to output how is this going to give me a solution that i can input into something yeah, I it's, think that whenever I enter an escape room, the first thing I do is we, when me and my girlfriend will go and we'll look at all the locks and we'll say, okay, we need a four, we need a three, and this is mm-hmm. a, a word. And then you look around the room and you're like, okay, there's four of this thing. There's three exactly. of this thing. Obviously, that's where that's going to go. And I think that that's what was really, really interesting about this room was that you couldn't do that because yeah, the numbers didn't line up really equally. And that's yeah. what made it difficult. Mm. It really put mm-hmm. a lot of that on its on its head and just went, you're looking for six, like you're Still. looking for eight digits. You have to take six things, put them into three, take out the middle three, get nine, which turns into six, which looks then turns back into and eight. Yet it's still better than the opposite, where you need three and everything in the room is three. Yes, it is. Yeah. Which, granted, we have also played with this season. <laughs> we have. We have done that too. <laughs> you just got to punch a bunch of stuff in, see what, see what works. <laughs> That's the less fun way to do it. Like, I'm going to yeah, try zero, zero, 001, zero, zero, 002. Oh, yeah. That's like the, and we'll the make you say them all. Method. Yeah, the main thing that you can hope for is that somewhere else, if everything is threes, you've got to hope there's got to be something else that's going to connect two of these threes together. Mm-hmm. You don't just have to yeah, guess. Yeah, it makes you say, it like takes that out of the equation. You now can't use that as a tool, so you have to find some other tool that is going and to connect things to each other. That's like and you hope it exists. Definitely what I was trying to do with this. Like obviously I used the geese names and the clothes to make you know that there's gonna be a connection going mm. on there. The I use the license plate on the bike. I don't know how much anyone pays attention to that, but it says who's a good girl to make sure that once you've got this idea of the eggs have been labeled as good bringing a connection to the eggs and the stirrer. Yeah. That's yes, what you I was had a lot of nice do. thematic connections in this one. Uh, it's not easy to be able to do those in a way that's going to work for everyone. And of course, everybody wants to dress geese. That's everybody's first thing when they see a goose. They think, how can I put a little costume <laughs> on this goose? So it was nice to add costumes in. Yeah. That was my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> when you had one of the geese, you had it at your level at the end of the room. You and didn't take the opportunity to dress the goose. <laughs> yeah, that's a mistake. Bill, we let you it's down. It's a mistake I won't make again. Let you down, Bill. Oh, wonderful. Well, the clothes were still wet from the vet, so. I don't know how long we were in there. I that's think geese true. are okay with water generally. No, they hate it. That's, Probably. that's why they all no. live in farms. Um, <laughs> that's, why he, that's why Bill gave up his fancy career as a builder and moved into this very dry factory. Yeah. So I wanted to mention one other thing, and I can't remember whether or not this ended up fully on the recording or not. But before we started, uh, Ken, you mentioned that you oh, yes. wrote your own escape room. Of yeah. this style for you for for a RPG group, yeah. Uh, and I um I test played it with some people first, and then I played it with my RPG group. Nice. How does it? Cool. How did it feel uh, experientially without giving us any spoilers in case we want to play it someday? Yeah, can, like as a comparison to how this one went, does it feel very similar? It's it's very different in terms of the puzzles, but. Uh, I took a lot of inspiration from listening to your episodes and that's kind of how I came up with some of my own puzzles. So they're not Mm. directly the same, but yeah, um, I kind of had to work my way backwards. Like, okay, so how am I going to block my players here? How am I going to block my players here? And it's interesting because in mine, I actually had four players and it was designed for four players and it must Mm. be four players. So, Ah. So they had to do stuff individually 
you, you know, they could but speak a, to each but other. in sort of a cooperative way. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Like, when you know who the group is and, like, what the makeup I'll is I'll going give a, I'll give a I'll give a slight spoiler. People are, are cuffed up in the beginning, so you, you only have a certain radius that you can move. Gotcha. Mm. I like that. That's fair. And I'm, it's nice when you have a group to be able to promote that sort of thing, because I feel like a lot of times when you have, once you start getting to about four people in one of these experiences, you get you get closer and closer to the tendency that one person is just going to not be able to do anything because they're not going to speak or they're not going to have, the, other people are going to have ideas first or they're not going to be, mm-hmm. as, so it's nice to, to have things that require cooperation to be able to be like, now we all must be involved. Let's all right, do yeah. this. Right. Unless it ends up as it's like a... a game of pandemic where one person tells everybody else what to do with their characters and the cooperative yeah. game just becomes a single player game with an audience yeah yeah and since mine took place in an rpg too it did involve a little bit more role play mm. um and like using your characters to do stuff in the room as opposed to just solving the puzzles yeah now was there any chance element to it where like dice rolls could determine things um a little bit, but not to the point that it could just completely wreck the room. Yeah, because that's always where I struggle. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple places where like a dice roll could like like acknowledging to recognize a certain clue or something would would help you. Mm. So that's kind of what I told them. I was like, don't um, you know you can't break stuff in this room basically so I, so i had to set some ground rules to how they were supposed to perform within the room and then kind of say you can use dice rolls to help you with some of this stuff but you you're essentially solving puzzles in here so just yeah. role play it yeah it's it feels so subtle but it makes such a huge difference it's a really different experience because a lot of the time i don't know if you dm in a similar way to me and i know that some other people do this where it's just for RPGs, you give problems. You do not have a set solution. Because mm-hmm. you uh, want to give the players the freedom to come up with whatever weird solution they can. And you just then get to judge on the spot what's going to work and what's not. This is, um, this is what we call in my, in my group riding the bike downhill. <laughs> so if I, if I say you open the door and there's dark basement and a staircase and it's a horror game, like I want you to go down there, right? Mm. Now, you don't have to go down there, but there's something down there for you, you know? Yeah. That's fair. So you can ride the bike uphill or downhill. And downhill is easier, but yeah. uphill is also an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that referred to in, like, the the comedy sense as, like, garden path. Mm-hmm. Like, things can be really funny when they you expect them to follow that path and then they break from the, right. you know, the expected norm. So. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it's just, if you know your group really well, it's very manageable. If it's a more general thing, like if you're trying to write something like this as a module, it would be impossible. Yeah, you got to be, right. you got to come out with a different idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at some point we would love to get you on. If you find that and put those notes together, we'd love to have. Oh, we and, can totally grab two more players. We can definitely organize play it sometime people. if you ever want that to happen. Um, sure, yeah. Let me, uh, uh, let me see if I can make it happen. Yeah, and uh, I'll discuss like some of the ground rules with you and see if that, that'll work. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for coming on. It was lovely to have you on uh, to, to, to solve all these puzzles. It was, yeah, it was thank great you to, so to much. listen to you. We had a lot of technical difficulties with the recording. Hopefully oh, no gosh. one knows that outside of saying this. Uh, I don't think the edit will have shown that. Uh, but I'm glad it all came together in the end and worked out. Uh, for people who wanted to check out Triviality and, and, and follow along, where should, where should they go? Where would, they, where would you like to send them? 
Yeah, I'm, you can follow us. I mean, the, you can download our podcast pretty much from anywhere. It's uh, just Triviality. Uh, Whatever like app you're on right now. Yeah, um, we're we're in pretty much every single space you can find us. Um, but uh, one of the other ways to find us would just be at uh, Triviality Podcast on most of the socials. So Instagram, Wonderful. Facebook. And, and, and uh, join the crop, yep. which is our fan group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've, I'm, we've I'm put, there. Uh, I'm there. Danny's on. Danny's mm-hmm. in the crop. Go and find Danny in the crop, everybody. Say hello. Sure. Yeah. That's if where I hang out. Confused. One of our taglines is that the cream will rise to the top. And so that's where we got the crop from. So uh, there's since... a lot of macho man. <laughs> Just Google Triviality <laughs> Podcast. You'll find it. Yeah, we have. You can go to our website too. Uh, that'll direct you to all of our uh, our different links. Trivialitypodcast.com. Yeah, plenty of presents. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, and there'll be links in the show notes to a bunch of that as well. Uh, for people who want to see more of what we're doing, um, you can go to consumethismedia.com where you'll see all the fun stuff of Escape This Podcast. Uh, there's a there's a new solve this murder somewhere in the works. Based on when this episode comes out, I have absolutely no idea. Where in the works the new see the it new might be out arc. already. We it might be out already. No it might have not been recorded yet. I'm not sure, but it is on its we'll way. Make it happen. We're we recording will tell this you. quite far in advance. So, other than that, if you want to help support the show, leave a review. Go and tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell someone. Go onto a random internet forum and and say, "Oh, a new episode of this is out. You should go and check it out." And then. Then they don't take it down to the self-promotion. Um, Someone make a Wikipedia page make for a us. Make a wiki that's, about that's us. That's a fun hobby, making a wiki <laughs> about our show. Just if you've got time on your hands. Uh, but also, if you want to help support the show, you can sign up for our Patreon. Uh, anybody who signs up at any level can appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms. Yeah, we had a couple. So we've got the ongoing Matthew Martin, of course, and uh, main players in this one, Vivian Leanne and Carla Steen. Thank you so much. Uh, the others whose names you briefly heard, Mike and Chan, we'll hear more from them later. Uh, and then, yes, there's bonus episodes. If you want to hear my playtest version of this room and, and us playing through and making any possible changes, you can check that out for $5 donors, uh, as well as two minute mysteries and a bunch of other fun bonus episodes. There's, there's been a bonus episode every week for quite a long time. So if you join now, there's a huge backlog of fun to get through. There's badges for $10 donors and, and, and other fun stuff. So go and check it out. It's a great way to help support the show and, and let us, you know, eat food, pay bills, things like that. Uh, so <laughs> thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Uh, say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.